In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Please be seated. Probably about 10 years ago, I was leading a youth confirmation class. So these were 12, 13-year-olds. And the day before confirmation, I got a call from the mother of one of the girls who's going to be confirmed. And she said, can Lauren come in and talk to you? I said, sure, of course. So I met her up there on a Saturday, and she came and she sat down in my office. Her mother went and got, stayed out in her car, and she said, you know, I was thinking about these promises that I'm going to make in this confirmation tomorrow. And, you know, I started thinking that, you know, as I got older and, you know, there might be times where I question my faith, you know, that, you know, I may have some questions, I may be wondering. I just want to make sure that, the, I, that all of that is okay if I'm making these promises tomorrow, that I'm somehow not violating these vows, these covenants. Well, of course, after I got my chin off the ground that a 12-year-old <laughs> is talking to me like this, and I, I regrouped for a moment, I said, absolutely. Because your faith is a relationship, and just like any other relationship, there's going to be ebbs and flows and questions, and it has to live and breathe. And what I realized was that she had gotten just out of her head, and she was in her heart and in her soul. And that her faith was not to be something to just hold on to, like with, with a fist, just, you know, tightly that would not be movable or able to grow, but rather that her faith was actually an example of stewardship. And that she knew that being a good steward of her faith, that these covenants could then travel along with her. What made me think about this story was just last week, I was at a Lebanese restaurant sitting outside on a patio, and this young woman walks up to me with her mask on, and she goes, you remember me? I said, oh my gosh, Lauren, yes. She had graduated from Tulane, and she said, I just want you to know I'm still questioning my faith. And I said, good, good. Just, you know, she's still growing. She said, I'm still growing. So today, in yet another parable that we have in this Gospel of Matthew, Jesus, so this is basically Holy Week that we're in. And the ante is just getting raised just bit after bit after bit. And Jesus tells them the story, and they're furious. They want him dead. And of course, whenever we're really, really angry, what's beneath that is fear. So the question is, what were they so afraid of? What they're so afraid of is that to become a chief priest, to become one of the, a Pharisee, you had to get that role by either family or status or money. They had studied. They had gone through all this process. There had been generations that had come before them. They were holding on to that role as tightly as they possibly could. And Jesus is saying to them, all of that that you're holding on to so tightly, not only does it not matter in the kingdom of God, but actually what you're doing is, parabolically, 
killing those who, to whom you have dedicated your life to serve. Wow. No wonder they wanted him dead. He was saying to them, you have it all wrong. You are the tenant in the vineyard, and you're killing those to whom who come to reap the harvest. You are the thing that's, that's hanging around their necks to keep them from enjoying the full essence of God. So, you know, Jesus definitely, through these parables, there's no mincing of words. And the story is hard for us. It, it, it just it sits in our gut. It's hard for us to, to reconcile with. But what I think is, is that what Jesus is telling us is that this parable is about a failure of stewardship. So the opposite of ownership, as in holding on, being immovable, not wanting to grow, not wanting anything to change, blocking out the rest of the world, and even keeping others from coming in, is diametrically opposite from stewardship. I heard that, I was reading yesterday, that there are actually folks who live like on the ocean in their homes, and not only do they want to own their land, they want to own the view from their homes. They want to own their piece of ocean out in front of them. It was mind-boggling to me. And when we want to own like this, we believe that grace and forgiveness and goodness is finite because we can't see beyond the boundaries of just our world that surrounds us. But again, the opposite, the good news that Jesus is pointing to today, even in the words of this hard parable, is that stewardship is different. Stewardship is a lifelong vocation. It's a lifelong practice. And we can be stewards of our resources. We can be stewards of our planet. We can be stewards of our family, of our relationships. We then are stewards. Much like Lauren understood when she was being confirmed that she was the steward of her faith. It is an organic, living, breathing thing. So how do we do this? How then are we stewards? I think it takes a lot of vulnerability. We have to be willing to understand that we need each other to do this, that we will fall and fail, but that this vulnerability is, is a crack to let the light of Christ in. I think we also have to think about respect because when we're stewards, we're respectful of the world around us. We're respectful of the people in the world around us, as difficult and as challenging as that may be at times. So stewardship is about respect. I also think stewardship is about dignity. I was reading a quote by Bishop Steve Charleston, and he said that dignity is a learned behavior. It's not just good manners. You know, in the South, we know our manners. I I worked with a woman for many, many years. Actually, she's in the diocese, and she's not from the South. She's from the Midwest, and she always says, I always worry when Southerners lose their manners. (laughs) It's not just about good manners. It is a deep spiritual acknowledgement of our common worth, an exchange of respect 
and it is how we then stand in dignity and build community. So in the end, the lesson for us today, I believe, is that as Jesus nears the end of his life, he's really trying to get everyone's attention in a new way. These are, these are the final words about how we can be stewards. And the most amazing miracle of all is that God chose us to do this. God chose us, you and me, to be the stewards of this world. So may we be more compassionate. May we be more respectful. May we be more vulnerable. And may we show dignity in all that we're stewards of. Amen.